Late in the afternoon, two friends enjoy some quiet time at the local pub. It was a crazy week of non-stop work for Jerry, and if that wasn't enough, the news got more depressing every day. Tom, on the other hand, had recently become a father, and he had just begun to realize why so many new parents complained about not sleeping properly. Thankfully, they had both found the time to unwind for a spell with a cool drink in hand. Tensions in the Middle East, said Jerry. Corruption in the government, police brutality, bigotry and racism. Why does it feel like the world has gone from bad to worse in the past week? It really hasn't, said Tom. Every day the news says the world is falling apart, but that's the kind of news that sells well, Jerry chuckled. You're telling me that the world is actually fine? Of course it is, said Tom. We're just so busy that we can't see it. There's actual progress happening in the world, but the news doesn't gain anything from showing that. Tom stopped talking and laughed at something to himself. It was a small, genuine laugh that only a tyrant parent can have. Uh, I think we work too much. Jerry gave him an odd look. How so? Well, if we didn't work ourselves so ragged, we wouldn't be so tired all the time. And if we weren't so tired, we wouldn't be as pessimistic. We might actually see that the world isn't going up in flames. I don't know about that, said Jerry, but working less does sound appealing to me. Tom chuckled and raised his glass. Whatever the case, as long as I get to share a drink with a friend, I think the world will be okay. Jerry took only a quick sip as he was reminded of something. Actually, he said, we might not even have that at some point. Tom looked at him confused. Oh, you didn't hear? There's talk of restricting alcohol at night. Oh, you have got to be kidding me, said Tom, clearly irritated. Haven't people learned that the dry law didn't work? I'm afraid not, clarified Jerry. Obviously, bar owners are livid, but the government is looking into some sort of research that indicates that alcohol reduces productivity and, well, therefore, the national income. Tom looked at his friend with an astonished face. So they're saying that the alcohol is bad for you? Jerry nodded. Well, yeah, pretty much. Tom scoffed as he looked at his glass. Well, they can't tell me what to do, he said finally. But let them try. I got more of these at home anyway. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book of Ramblings. I'm your host, João, and I'm joined by my two good friends, Ugu and Philippe. Say hello, lads. Hey. We're going to be discussing prohibition and how it can make things worse. It's important to make a distinction, of course, because the word prohibition is heavily associated with the dry law. So, just for um, a quick reference, we're going to be talking about prohibition as... You know, as its definition, right? Ugo, you have the definition yeah, right there. Yeah, right? as prohibition as in the act or practice of prohibiting something by law. Yeah, so, you know, the law being a dick about it, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A more general version of prohibition, not the well, only the well-known version of the American dry law. Yeah. Yeah, but we we are going to talk about it because it is a good, you know, you know a good example. So, for those who don't know, the dry law was appearing uh, in the United States, where the production and selling of alcohol for consumption was forbidden. 
I actually have, you know, a few notes on this because it's actually a very interesting period of time. So essentially in 1919, yeah, 1919, there was an amendment made to the uh, US Constitution, which essentially forbade the production and selling of alcohol. The history behind it's a bit complicated, but it essentially came from um, a long time pressure from temperance groups which were groups of people who, for one reason or, or another, believed alcohol to be a primordial root of moral decay and uh, social decline, poverty and instability. So there were, for, for example, there were women's groups that uh, defended that alcohol was the reason why men were abusive to their wives and why they neglected their family. Also, the, the church also got, got into that by saying that alcohol was... Uh, source of temptation and sin. There were other things like uh, workers' uh, unions who claimed that alcohol prevented workers' ability to organize, for example, which is a valid argument. The, the origin of these temperance movements came from the Industrial Revolution because during this time, uh, the cities essentially got greater, not greater, the population grew, particularly in workers. So during break time, after hours, there was an increase in gatherings in pubs, taverns, things like that. So there was a lot of greater volumes of alcohol consumed and therefore public disorder and, um, you know, general mayhem during drinking hours increased. So people started to, to see alcohol as a problem. And so that essentially started around the Industrial Revolution. Eventually, in the, in the United States, it became an amendment, the, I believe the 18th Amendment, I could be wrong, uh, no, I am right. In 18th Amendment. And the thing is, we understand the concept of, of it, right? Less alcohol, less disturbance. So, you know, probably a, an increase in morality. Mor not morality. Is, it, is, that, is that the right word? I think yeah. you're, you're going for like, good behavior. Yeah, yeah moral good behavior. behavior. Yeah. Moral behavior. That's the one. And yeah, no, it's understandable. I think. I understand where it came from, the idea of why it's good to ban it. I believe the the big the big thing they ignored is that the reason why were people drinking, and you touched on that within the industrial revolution. People were working long hours on awful conditions in these factories. We're talking before most of labor laws that exist today that restrict uh, working time, working conditions, uh, safety, health and safety regulations, all of that. So, alcohol was their escape from... They were li literally drinking to forget. Yeah it, yeah, it was a form of escapism. Drugs are usually related to escapism. Because, yes, alcohol is a drug, just so everyone yeah, is aware. Obviously. Oh, yeah, because this, this is important. This episode is going to touch a, a bit on alcohol, drugs, and uh, sex. So, you know, be aware of that. Take it as you will. Let's not forget the... So, it, the, the dry law dured for, dured for um, 13 years. 13 yeah. years. Yeah. From 1919 to around uh, 1933, I think. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was when the, the amendment got fully repealed. Which, yeah. fun fact, was the first, and I think as of yet, the only amendment to be fully repealed. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> which is, you know, given the, the current uh, conversation is... But yeah, during, during those 13 years, there was a lot of stuff going on with, regarding to alcohol. Cr organized crime actually increased during that time. People started brewing illegal alcohol, smuggling increased. All kinds of contraband, including alcohol now, were on high demand. 
So prohibiting alcohol like that in an extreme way didn't exactly work. Yeah, it, c- it kind of made things worse. It kind of made things worse, yeah. yeah. So that that's something we are we are going to discuss today. Yeah, the the consequences of that were essentially people lost their jobs. People were drinking alcohol still and probably in larger volumes. It wasn't being regulated. And uh, you, the, the most important thing for an economy, you couldn't tax it. So that, that was a problem. And that was one of the main reasons why it was eventually repealed. Because during the Great Depression, the, the American state needed the money. So they reinstituted the, the selling of alcohol so they could actually tax it and get some money from it. The, the most tragic thing to, for me... I think, is that people were drinking industrial alcohol, which is not meant to be, uh, you know, consumed. And the the government essentially put harmful chemicals to deter that, but people uh, consumed it anyway and it started dying. An an interesting point when you talk about deterrence. And very interesting because deterrence is based on perception. If you put the chemicals in the alcohol, but people don't know that they're there, they don't have access to that information, you're not deterring anyone. Or, or they think that you're just... So, they, there may be chemicals there and they may be warned, but if they think you're just lying to them, then it won't. They, they'll just drink it anyway and die. Yeah, it's it's a it's a common thing. People think that the government is always lying to them, which they might be. They but might not be. Al- not always. They might be, but if the government says something is poisoned, you probably shouldn't drink it. Yeah, but but maybe it's they might have believed it, but they thought the pros outweigh the cons. You know, what I mean? because <laughs> and this is an important thing to look at when looking at the turns is that the pros are immediate. You're gonna get drunk, yeah. and you want to get drunk. And the cons are maybe you'll be poisoned. And ah, maybe. And that's but that's the point of what I'm making about deterrence. It was not a it was not effective deterrence because from the perception of the consumer, nothing changed. They still prefer to consume than to not consume, so there was no deterrence. And the thing, consumption wasn't prohibited, it was the selling. So people actually stockpiled alcohol, which in turn led to the creation of a black market. And then we got the big Chad himself, Al Capone. So, you know, it was good for history, I guess. Yeah. So it created a whole underworld of uh, in the network of alcohol which is which in itself uh, started to breathe corruption yes which so is a problem a, a not other kinds of corruption breed bred from alcohol so you would have alcohol interfere with politics and stuff like that which is bad problematic <laughs> <say the least. laughs> yeah. yeah but the point we're trying to make is from an example from history prohibiting things doesn't necessarily mean it's a you know, a solution to the problem. Yeah. That's that's the point we're trying to make. And jumping from one type of drug to another, there is such a thing as weed. So, which is still a very relevant uh, topic of conversation. Yeah. So, I kind of w- want to ask you guys, what's your thoughts on this? About weed? Yeah, man. About what? Consuming weed? Yeah, what kind of joints you smoking, man? <laughs> I've never consumed weed, so I can't say much about it. it <laughs> I haven't either. I'm not, I'm not disclosing that information. <laughs> All right. I think that weed, it's like, uh, at least in university, I would say 50%. Yeah, 50% a lot of, that. of university students have smoked weed. 
There's a lot of incense on my university. <laughs> and I use that word very specifically. <laughs> so the it's it's almost cultural for university students to smoke weed, which is it's interesting, right? It's interesting and a bit concerning. Yeah, it's concerning because because people it's not honestly it's not as concerning because of the drug itself in my perspective. It's, it's the mentality behind it. It's the mentality and the dangers that go beyond the drug, which means, so, weed is illegal, at least here in Portugal, right? Weed is, is illegal, illegal, but, but, illegal? Not, but it's, it's illegal, but not a crime. Yeah, yeah it's you can, but it's illegal, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's illegal in the, in the sense that it's not, so, it's not regulated, so... It's, it's illegal to sell, right? And it's illegal to, yeah. And to consume, if the cops catch you, they'll take your weed, and they'll process you, but they, you don't go to prison, you can't be charged. Don't, don't take but my you, weed, man. But they'll. But it, it's still. You can't have it. Yeah. You can't have it. You can't. Yeah. That's it. And yet there are still people growing. <laughs> yeah. And we know a, a couple of stories from uh, that. Of course. That, 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 it's always going to happen. Because again, if you for, forbid people, and this is the point of prohibition, if you forbid people from doing something they they're gonna do anyway, they're gonna do it anyway, right? So they're gonna find a way around it. But the thing is, it's very dangerous for people to be consuming something that is not. Regulated. Regulated. For right. health and safety reasons, yeah. obviously. So tobacco is heavily regulated. Alcohol is heavily regulated. And that, that's important. That's something that is very important. And there has been... I don't know if it is recent or not. That's something I, I, I didn't research, actually. But there has been this cultural shift in which people are just starting to smoke weed as something normal, like tobacco or <sighs> alcohol. Oh, right? yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. And but the the government isn't so there is the cultural shift is happening, but the law shift is I believe that in Portugal, most people believe that because it's de decriminalized, there's no point in <laughs> in legalizing it. Yeah. I believe that's like the population's view on this is yeah. mostly that it's good enough yeah that's, that's but interesting. I don't think it is I don't think it is. I think it should it's a, be regulated. It, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction, that's for sure. I think it should be m regulated, you know? Yeah, but the, but the public perception definitely because is Because right now people things. will consume it. That's... Yeah, because uh, in the recent election, and I think you guys remember this, because we've talked about this before, there's a political party was advocating for legalizing weed, and amongst yeah. other things, which were frankly ridiculous, but all right, that's, that's another conversation. <laughs> I, I believe it has been proposed in Parliament, at least, and it has been voted down every yeah. time yeah. by the center parties. Yeah, because it's it's a... I wouldn't say it's taboo, it's... it's, it's no, it, it's and it things. was... The, the, the proposals were not well made, so I, in the, in the context that they turned them down, I would turn them down too, because they were just ridiculous. The, this is very Portugal specific, so the audience. Uh, yeah, uh, might... it's the example but, we know best. Yeah, 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 but we can talk about other countries. Well, um, in some countries, it's actually being legalized, and some states of the United States, for example. Yeah, uh, there, there's yeah because with um, the, which which is something people often forget. Which when you legalize a drug, you also regulate it. Yeah, right? which is and the most it. important thing. The and government is earning money, money from, from the drug, so. And weed in particular, the plant itself is actually useful for multiple things. Yeah. Which so, are, the research is being held back because of the drug being illegal, by the way. Yeah, no, that, that that's tracks. something, yeah. that's another thing. 
You can so, make hemp from it. It's, it's so, incredible. Yeah, the labs are the the research for for weed is being held back because of its current state of affairs in legality. So, for example, you can't study. It's very hard for you to get a permit to study the effects of weed in Portugal and to acquire the 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 weed so that you can do the studies. Yeah. It's it's very it's very bad in the sense that we could be profiting or uh, uh, getting yeah. good things out of this. Yeah, it's a reality for most uh, for most for all the legal drugs. Yeah. For most drugs, is what I'm gonna say, but. There is very interesting stuff with but other illegal it's, it's drugs. It's weird. It's weird. It's not that. So you have morphine in the hospital, right? And it, morphine is. I took, like, I, when I was in the hospital, they gave me morphine. So ten of them. <laughs> not, <laughs> not that much. But um, not at once. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the thing is. So how come morphine is a it's lot a more potent than? It's weed. a derivative from heroin, right? No, from the poppy. It's an opiate. But is psycho? Is it psychoactive? No, I th- I don't think so. Uh, do you mind explaining psychoactive for those who don't know? I don't have a definition <laughs> on it, guys. I think I yeah, think you could. I all right. Tell you kind of the, uh, but I I bring it. Uh, we could always tell the audience to Google it. Yeah, no, no, I can. <laughs> I just don't want to say stuff that yeah, yeah, might or not be exactly right. But psychoactive is just no. You just exude this area that you know. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> I know some, but drugs are not my. Not my expertise, so yeah. I couldn't tell you that right now, but it just, I, I will do. Meanwhile, so there, as I said, there are several states in the United States that are legalizing, or at least... I could be mistaken, but I think California was the first. I think so, yeah. I think the first country to do this actually was like was in... The um, Netherlands. In the Netherlands, right? They were actually the first yeah. country. And it had a very bad effect in the beginning. Which in most the, things do. Yeah, it, it had a very bad effect, so people went crazy. Over the legalization of as in it should have never been happened. So yeah, stuff start no stuff started to happen. So people would go. So there is this problem with weed, which is probably the main concern. You can it's very hard to detect weed in someone's blood as a quick test, like you do with alcohol. So the police would have a hard time figuring out, you know, who is capable of driving or not, and who has weed in their system. Right. From a safety standpoint. Yeah, for, for, right. okay, for driving, for machine operating, heavy machinery and stuff like that. It's They sometimes take alcohol tests and stuff like that. So it's it wouldn't be as easy to take a weed test or something like that. That's not a thing. I have the uh, morphine is psychoactive. Psychoactive is any drug that interferes with the brain chemistry and how the brain works. Mm-hmm. So morphine will diminish the pain you're feeling. So of course, it's psychoactive. But it, it's weird, right? So, more, an opiate, which is like a heavy drug. And a problem, apparently, in the United States. It, and it Good was here God. in Portugal, too, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, that's something, that's something very interesting. Portugal had a very big problem with opiates. I feel very ignorant and right <laughs> now. <laughs> Basically, the way they treated the, the people with this problem was instead of having them going to rehab to leave the drug because it was very costly to the to the government very expensive they started there are some um, so there are these dealers legal dealers that don't deal the morphine they deal um, a substitute so people don't feel the craving anymore uh, but they also don't have 
don't get the effects of the drug, like neither the, the bad or the good one. And that's how basically Portugal dealt with this drug problem. And it's actually very effective. So people instead, like, they didn't send them to jail or start making them going to he- rehab. I was so considering... Most of them started going to he- rehab by themselves, actually. But Really? Yeah. But wow, people all right. just, were just... They just substituted the drug with something else. I don't know the name of the, of the substitute. I was considering the, the ramifications. People usually want to leave the drug, you know? People start using the drug as, like Philip said, as an escapism. And after a while, they, they start understanding that this isn't good for them. But they are just... Just that they're dependent, so yeah, they can't leave. It's, right. it's horrible. And not only the dependence, it's another great benefit of legalizing. It's that the environment in which you get and consume the drug changes dramatically from... Because if you're buying illegal drugs... You're probably not getting proper quantities, probably dirty... And you're you're dealing with traffickers. Traffickers and there's... And dealers. Dealers and uh, depending on the drug. We're talking about weed here, but depending on the drug, there's also the the concept of STDs, that that sort of stuff. Which is not the same of buying it from a store, which is... Regulator tax. So that's the difference. It's a lot more safe. It's safer for everyone if the, these things are regulated. Because those environments will make, and it will make any experience worse. It's, it's more likely that you'll be, become dependent, the dealer will abuse you, or all those kinds of awful situations. There's also the fact that some drugs come mixed with other things, which yeah, is exactly. that's very what I was concerning. About weed, for example, and hash. So in weed, it's harder to to fake weed, I think, because it's actually the plant. But in hash, it's just that gooey substance that you don't know what that is. You just you hope that <laughs> it isn't bad for you. Hope is not a good system of trade. No, no, it's not. So as we're talking about weed and smoking, yeah, there's smoke. also there's also the ban of smoking in public places. Yeah, in some generally areas. tobacco. Yeah, <laughs> we hope. Uh, <laughs> But, one, it's easy to understand why you would ban people from uh, smoking in public. Here in Portugal, it's not very common, with the exception of closed spaces. Yeah, yeah. It's banned in closed spaces. Um, Which is uh, a public health issue, more than anything else, right? Because secondhand smoke, you can force other people's health to be fucked just because you want your your own to be, you know. eh. It's interesting to see, from a person who does not smoke, to see how much people do not give a shit about it, right? <laughs> so, no, I, yeah, I'm smoking here. What you gonna do about it? Yeah. Uh, but in Portugal, I've seen mostly compliance with smoking indoor. No, no, it there depends. is compliance. It, yeah. it depends on the environment. Yeah, if you go to I... a disco, it's no, yeah, no, no. Don't care. No I, one cares. Yeah, I understand. I'm talking about the environments I'm in. Mostly, yeah, mostly college and... Are you claiming to be a decent person and that these people are not decent? No, I'm, Is that a... I'm not judging anyone in any way. I'm right. saying the places I've At been... At least not verbally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, proceed. Physically, he's harassing us right now. Yeah. Please call help. Please call help. Yeah, but from the, place, the places I've been to, I've never noticed it. So what I'm saying is in most places, usually... Smokers respect that, uh, especially because there's smoker areas in like some. Yes. Usually, usually, but in like uh, at night in bars and discos and stuff like that, most of them are already so not smoker friendly. But people just smoke anyway, and it's horrible because usually there's like 
at least, at least the, the ones I, I usually visit, if one person smokes, the whole room smells like smoke. Because, you know, it's, it's not that big of a room. It's, I don't know why. But this conversation is reminding me of how uh, most governments treat homeless people. Specifically where they sleep, right? If, if a homeless person goes oh, to sleep under oh, a bridge, a, yeah. they, instead of saying, look, there's a shelter, you could go there instead, they don't have the minimum of a conversation yeah. or any po yeah. uh, po uh, po uh, interaction. They just put spikes on the ground and now yeah, you can sleep that's here. That's horrible. It's, that's... it's disgusting. It's inhumane. It's horrible. Just a sidetrack. Yeah, yeah, but that's horrible. Yeah. That's worse than prohibition. You're yeah, it is. You're prohibiting. No, you're not, you're not prohibited. You can do it. You'll just hurt yourself. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's really bad. Th that is what I would like to call hassle design because it is. There is, but that's a topic for yeah. It's a big another topic. whole episode. <laughs> yeah, we always say this. Uh, yes, and we are gathering the topics <laughs> eventually soon. soon. So yeah, that's smoking in public. Yeah, another thing which is like we said. Like we always say, a big topic when it comes to prohibition, yeah. you can somewhat touch on censorship, but it's it's not exactly the same thing. There are parallels between it. Yeah. But a good way to talk about it, I think, would be between in comedy, right? There's a lot of discourse regarding what's it called? Oh, um, political correctness. That's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're moving away a little bit from prohibition itself because it's not illegal in right. our country and most countries. It's not illegal. It is actually... Some stuff is becoming illegal. In Portugal? Yeah. Oh, what, good what, God. What is because it? of European laws, yeah. Oh, European laws, okay. So what is it illegal? What, what is this, the Daily Mail? So, yeah. <laughs> what, what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> didn't, black sheep I didn't know there were <laughs> illegal words. It's not about words specifically in Portugal yet. But they are trying, so... It's not specifically Portugal, it's, words, it's, it's Europe, Europe, in, Europe in... All right, all right. Yeah. But, um, I feel I feel I feel less prosecuted. So the N word, for example, is something right. that is being discussed. But uh, what I'm talking about. But is become saying it becomes a crime. Is that it? It would, but it's it's right. but it's very hard to police that, right? But I mean, but what I is find that what weird? Is, that's against uh, freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah that's it. Obviously, Which, the connotation behind the word is a problem. We're not saying anything against it. Yeah, but. When you stop people from saying things yeah, through the law, it creates a bad precedent. You're yeah, deciding it's a what very people can or not say. Slope. Yeah, you're deciding what people can or cannot say. So, and who is deciding this? It's the government. Right. So you you lose your ability to speak against the government very fast. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, and it's very weird because it's is it even constitutional? Because free speech, free speech is, I believe. In most European countries, so guaranteed by yeah. a cons by the constitution, and the constitution is the law of the law. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is it even possible in most European countries to do that? I don't know. I don't know how they are. I don't know how European laws actually apply with the constitution. How they comply with that? It, yeah, that's it's weird. It's, it, it, uh, it's I believe weird. it. It hasn't happened where it has. Specific, or maybe it has. Maybe it probably, has. Yeah, it probably clash has. with the constitution, but because normally, normal European laws, you have a uh, like two years or something that a country has yeah, yeah. to make it yeah, yeah. into a real law, and there's like a standard for a European standard, and you can go beyond it, 
But that's the minimum. What was, what was prohibited was actually so offending, like offensive comments or something like that. It was not. But like no, harassment. Yeah, like harassment. But so the harassment uh, was extended. So before harassment was only almost physical, right? If you were following someone, stalking. If you were, you know, doing all sorts of harassment, physical harassment. But I but now harassment verbal harassment is a thing. Yeah, I believe it was before. Yeah, but I think the standards are different now. It's right? it's complicated right now because anything can be harassment if you say it's harassment. But there, it, it depends on how the judge reads the law. It's always dependent, right? But it's the law is dependent d- dependent. If on someone wants to screw you, they can. That's what I mean. Yeah, but it, it's interesting because uh, in uh, these recent years, there's been a lot of uh, conversation about race and the equality of gender and sexuality and all of that. And it's it, it, interesting to see that shift. Right, specifically with a few countries that have, are touching on that, but the the idea of offense, yeah. right, is very subjective, and that's why we wanted to talk about this in comedy because comedy, by its very nature, can be uh, more or less of this, but it's irreverent, right? It's meant to be irreverent. It's it's where it's the place where satire comes from, and from a literary standpoint, at least, and. Offense is something very personal. I, I, there are a lot of comics or comedians, depending on what country you're coming from, that have a lot of opinions on this. And I, I personally uh, like uh, Ricky Gervais a lot. I think he's great. And he's a very big advocate on free speech. And the idea, he, he talks about this a lot. I rec- highly recommend his, his, his specials. Uh, he says that offense is personal. Saying words is not offensive. Right, if if you say if you make a joke about uh, I don't know, a, a joke about someone who is uh, on a wheelchair, right, or reduced mobility, if you are feeling offended on behalf of people whose the joke touches on, you're not, you have no right to be offended. This is what he says, right? This is this is Ricky Gervais's uh, perspective on things. You are not suffering from that problem. You are not the one. The joke generally isn't directed at those people, right? They are not the butt of the joke. It, it, it's it's a very complicated. Honestly, I think I think you have every right to be offended at everything you want. If you want to be offended by existing, just be. The thing is, um, the outside world can't be shaped in accordance to everyone's feelings and offenses. Yeah, the world doesn't doesn't turn around. You, you. know, that's that's a problem. When if you feel offended. That's not a reason for the other person to change their behavior. Your wheel, yeah, you know? that's the one. That's yeah. the that's the good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, but touching a little bit on we're talking about more legally, it's I believe that that there needs to be verbal harassment because the fact that you're constantly just insulting me every day via messages or you show up and you start you never touch me. I'm making this clear. You never. Physically oh, assault you're me, saying that but you're there needs to be a distinct, a legal distinction about what and verbal I believe harassment verbal is. harassment is a thing, and it's not about offension; it's about the fact that you're there constantly being aggressive. Yeah, no, I agree, but I think that's the problem. People confuse the two things, yeah. right? And there's a there's a difference between something that you might find offensive, but isn't considered verbal harassment, and verbal harassment, which is harassment by its very nature, is a negative oppression of someone right by gender sex and race whatever 
reducing someone to, to by the uh, either actions or words. And when it comes to verbal uh, assault, it's about pushing, dehumanizing, and creating a psychological. Um, I don't know the if the yeah, word the correct th- word the thing is, is if I call you a mug, you know, yeah, you look like a mug. Like how? How that's do you define offensive. what is you? verbal assault or not? That's that's yeah, what I mean. That's, that's one thing, thing is to be yeah. One thing is to be constantly pushing. If I call you a mug for an entire day, it's probably not going to be funny by the end of the day. But the thing is, uh, how are do you, you reducing? Yeah, are you reducing my humanity by doing yeah, that? Yeah, to is a that, mug. I'm, 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 <laughs> am I a mug? Can you drink things from me? Am I a receptacle for liquids? This is extremely uh, tricky, yeah. as mo- 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 most laws are, because yeah. morality is a much an extremely complex thing that law cannot replicate. Because and again, we're going to probably be talking about this again. Yeah, yeah, probably. So you know. Yeah, but yeah, just it's very tricky uh, what you're talking about. But there needs to be some kind of defense. Yeah. But where you draw the line, hard. Unfortunately, uh, when it comes to democracy, the law is usually uh, slow to things, right? So the law essentially, something happens, the law analyzes it and then creates a law around it. Then you see if the law works and then you reshape it and reshape it and reshape it. So it, it's it's slow. It's a slow process, but I think it's a, a step in the right direction, but we need to be aware of a few things that most people, at least I think, are not very aware of. Yeah. So, you know, laws can be weird. Right? Very, very weird. We're going to jump into our 10-minute break, where we are going to be talking about a few very weird laws. Are they real? Are they fake? We'll see. See you in a bit. Welcome to our 10-minute break. We have an interesting game here. What's the game? So, I'm going to be presenting you with laws. Some of them are fake, some of them are true. And I want you to discuss and identify which ones are fake or not. Are these Portuguese laws? No, no. Oh, boy. No, 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 no. All right. No. Therefore, we are very qualified to discuss other countries' laws, you know. Very qualified. Very qualified. This is going to be fun! So, this this quiz is provided by joe.co.uk. So that gives you a clue for where the laws are from. I, I think Scotland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, first question. Is it illegal to, to be drunk in a pub? Look, look. <laughs> this is, I, I, I feel like this is a softball, right? The thing is, if it's illegal to, to drink in a pub, to be, be drunk. drunk in a pub, right? What's the point? What's the point? I it makes no sense. That's I don't the mean the place point... where we'll find more yeah, drunk I people. I don't mean the point of the law. I mean, what's the fucking point? <laughs> well, it's it's false, right? It no, it be. is actually illegal to be drunk in a pub. What? <laughs> <laughs> Under Section Twelve of the Licensing Act of eighteen seventy-two. Yeah, that doesn't give me any <laughs> answers. So, so what's what? the point of that? A cop can arrest you, or they can. Kick I think, you out I of think the they pub? can kick you out. Uh, it's not stated here, but I think they can kick you out. It's like in Portugal, right? But you could kick out people just because you want to kick out people. You know what that reminds me? Depends. That bogus law, I think in Portugal and other countries, that it's illegal to be naked. Even if in... Right, it's illegal to be naked on the street, right? Yeah. But if you go to the beach... Yeah, yeah, oh you, yeah. You, 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 if, even if you're wearing swimwear, yeah. 
it's still illegal because it's public indecency. Yeah, it's still yeah. it's it's still in our is that constitution. Is real? I called it yeah. a bo- I called it a bogus it's, law, but no, is that a- it's oh, still God. in our constitution. It's still- this is not in the quiz, by the way. Yeah, it's not in the quiz, but that's still in our constitution. You good God! Allegedly, you cannot go and swim right to the beach. Yeah, but nobody cares. Nobody the cares. cops don't care. I think I'm gonna go commando next time. <laughs> so so yeah, that that's a thing. That's one. All right. Next question. Is it illegal to shoot a Welshman with a longbow within the walls of York on a Sunday? It's completely illegal. I know this. Because I I watch QI and I'm a big fucking nerd. It's too specific to <laughs> not be illegal. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. It's like one of those old-timey laws, right? That just, for some reason, withstood the, the passage, passage of time. <sighs> Alright. Whatever. I, I think it's illegal to shoot anyone, but... Let's no, no, you can you can shoot a Scotsman. You can shoot him with a gun, just not a long. You can use a no, no, you, oh no, it's illegal. No, or the, the the question was, is it legal? Yeah, it's you can shoot a, uh, a Scotsman. Legal? No, you can't. No, it's no, of course you can, as long as you're wearing a long, you're using a longbow. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. <laughs> next one. Is it legal to keep a pig? A pigsty on the street in front of your house if you have been awarded the freedom of Yeovil. What? <laughs> the freedom of Yeovil. I have no is, is this something I'm supposed to know? Or no, is that something that not. a British person it's, it's should It's a hundred percent legal. You take yeah, yeah, sure. It's legal. No, it's it's actually illegal. So <laughs> but you have been awarded the Yeah, the thing, yeah. what am I gonna do with my hogs, man? Yeah, so b- having the the award does not enable you to keep the the big sty in front of your house, which makes sense. I I, I believe. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. know I don't know what's the what's the title. What's the the Yeovil War, the the freedom of Yeovil, Yo Yeovil. All right, let's keep going. Sure. Is it oh, illegal Jesus. to help to handle a salmon in suspicious circumstances? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I figure. That this is the one yes, I that, uh, that has been mentioned. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna withstand from this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Zhuang Zhu- does know this already because he saw the same the same source I did. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, I like Tom Scott. I- I'm I'm guilty yeah. about this, right? Is it illegal to handle a salmon in suspicious circumstances in the UK? W- what the suspicious circumstances? In- it's given to interpretation. It's literally what's stated in the law, by the way, handling someone in suspicious circumstances. I would say it's illegal because everything has been illegal, so... I hate you. Why are you breaking the game? <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's always C. I'm gonna do <laughs> C again. <laughs> but yeah, it's illegal to handle a salmon suspicious. It's C... It's seven, seven, 70% of the time C, 100% of the time, right? That's yeah. the one? Yeah. So, um, it's been like that since 1986, by the way. I'm gonna go to the streets of London with a salmon in hand and look at people weirdly. But you have to look suspicious. You, you can't just handle a salmon. It all has right, to all be right. suspicious. What if I do it in front of a bank? Wait, That's suspicious. Yeah. Since 19... What? Or if you enter the bank with a salmon. Well, yeah, since, since when was the law passed? Uh, 1986. It's very recent. Yeah, it's, it's extremely recent. Yeah. What? What happened? What, what the fuck are British people smoking? Yeah, what the, did the, they do with the salmon? It's called the Salmon Act. 
This this is like something that the Daily Mail would actually write about. <laughs> what happened in eighty five? I have no clue. What did they do to the salmon? I don't know. It did. I don't know. This is actually a very nice topic for research. Further research, like what did the I'd salmon do? I'd rather not. I'd really rather not. <laughs> Next. Next one. Yeah. Is it illegal for a woman to wear her own garments with pockets? Uh, what? Sorry. So wear our own garment clothes with pocket. But but this who, is cruel. who who woman. A woman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is cruel, right? Because if you if you uh, let's say you buy a dress for your girlfriend and she notices that it has pockets, they're very excited because yeah. women's pockets are ridiculously small. Or they don't have one. Or they didn't have one. So if if this is illegal, this is absolute horseshit. It's it's not illegal. All right. But the thing is it's actually, it, but it actually brings up a, a, a very good, which is why? Why are women's pockets non-existent? If I worked in fashion, I could, I could tell, but I, I actually... I think I have an idea. <gasps> right? Think about this. Who uses purses? W- women. Right. So, if they don't have pockets, they need extra space. Therefore... It's a marketing strategy. It's a marketing Probably. strategy... I'm starting my own conspiracy theory, boys. <laughs> well, it makes sense. When you said it's the ob- objective is to make more money, it made sense. Yeah, to obviously. Yeah. If it's money related, it makes I sense. I, for one, trust in capitalism. <laughs> don't, don't trust in capitalism. Is it an act of treason to kill a swan? I think... Wait, for, this is for the UK, right? To kill a swan is treason. An act of treason. Is this some weird Irish law or something? I don't know. Uh... I, I don't know why I, cho- I, I chose the Irish. I, there's no connection to swans as far as I'm concerned. Probably the English. They are weird. Yeah, the English are weird. I don't know, man. That's, they are... I love my Brits, man. Brits are cool. Uh, we we so have some Brit friends, but that's weird. It's just specific. Because from your face, that's probably illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. It's I, treason. I it's, it's treason. It's treason. It's treason, then. I think it is treason. It's treason. It's actually not treason. Uh, but I was laughing because... Like, there's an explanation here that says... Oh, good God. All right, let's hear it. People actually thought that the queen owned all the, the swans. <laughs> in <laughs> when was this? Uh, I, I don't know. But it says it says here that it's the, she doesn't own all of them. She just owns the, the ones in Thames. And it's illegal to kill those, but it's not treason. In the River Thames? I think. Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's illegal, but not treason. Yeah, it's illegal. So you cannot kill her swans. I mean, it's reasonable, right? Don't kill my swans. How is it reasonable? But well, he shouldn't kill them anyway. So, I think Peter would like this law. Uh, Never mind. Proceed. (laughs) Is it illegal to be in charge of a cow while drunk? Is this like it's it's drunk driving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's drunk. Are you serious? No, it's no, no. It's it's operating heavy machinery. (laughs) It's it's operating heavy machinery. Exactly. Well, it's actually a real law, but I don't think it's actually because of the heavy machinery. No, one hundred percent. It's the same spirit, man. Yeah, you you can't drive drive ride a horse while drunk. So, ergo proxy, you can't operate a cow because that's what what you do with cows. <laughs> operate a cow. Yeah, I said it. Go on. So yeah, it's actually it's actually illegal to be using a horse, carriage, cattle. Uh, a steam engine or possess a firearm, but yeah, 
I was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it illegal to import potatoes into England from Poland? Uh, import potatoes from? From England to Poland. The the the, the fact that this that from England to Poland. Yeah, from right? England into Eng- Sorry, into England from Poland. Oh. 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 Okay. I was going. I was going to be talking about uh, the Irish potato fa- uh, famine, but it doesn't make any sense anymore because they're from England. No, it's from Poland. Poland to, to England, England yeah. vice versa. From Poland to England. Into England, yeah. From Poland to England. Oh, I'm gonna say yes. It's illegal. Sure. It, it is. You're right. It's is a- this? Is this? A, <laughs> is, 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 it's a real law, but. Is it a, a recent there are, law? There are exceptions to the rule. It's it's a recent law, yes. Good God. 2004. What? <laughs> very recent. What? what? So, Polish Potatoes Order of 2004, which makes it illegal for someone to import into England potatoes which he knows to be or has reasonable cause to suspect to be Polish potatoes. Why? <laughs> Is this a race thing? I don't know. This was... This was the response for an outbreak of ring rot in Poland, oh. which oh. is still enforced today. That's it. Alright. I, I guess that's reasonable. Yeah. Alright, so I think that with enough stupid laws, <laughs> I think we're gonna start moving on because this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Alright, so, back on topic. Beforehand, we've discussed talking about something that I know in passing, about the Streisand effect, right? Uh, I believe that you, Ugu, are well more <laughs> informed than me. So, the Streisand effect, uh, it, it's a very interesting effect because it's uh, kind of paradoxical. It states that it, when you try to prohibit or hide something, you may accidentally make it more visible or more powerful. So you tried, according to what we said earlier, so you tried to ban alcohol, so people, alcohol became more powerful, people actually started to, you know. You can't tell me what to yeah. do. When, so the effect, the name of the effect comes from Barbara Streisand, who tried to hide her home. Her, like she had a home in a, in an island and tried to to hide it. Wasn't wasn't it a Malibu? I don't I don't recall. But that, it's very very funny matter. because if you if you search for Streisand effect on Wikipedia, her house is on the Wikipedia page. So <laughs> I, I I think that's so the definition the, of irony, right? So the thing is, the Streisand effect, like the house, is the perfect example of the Streisand effect itself. So. And the Streisand effect contributed to the Streisand effect, so it's you know. <laughs> it's 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 so stupid. It's it's very funny though. It, it's interesting. But we've seen this act happen ha- like in social media. So, for example, when a celebrity makes a mistake or something like that, and they try to hide, and it. they try to hide it, it only makes it worse. Or when they try to, un- they actually come try to come clean about it, but then talking about it makes it. Worse. Worse, you know, like every step, everything you could do to try and avoid the, make the consequences a bit, you know, uh, smaller smaller or manageable. Exactly, thank you. Only makes it worse, somehow. I'm trying to think about other examples, but there none none are coming you to have, mind. You have, you have so many. Yeah, with information, this is very typical. Yeah. This yeah. is a lot easier to 
this happens uh, the strength effect i believe is specific to information and it, this happens a lot with information because because the simple act of trying to hide something you are talking about it you are mentioning it so but it's it's a very very interesting trait of our psychology right so that there is this you have we have all the knowledge in the world almost right uh, the, in economics there is a term alpha knowledge for knowledge that isn't in the network it's like the this golden these golden pieces of knowledge that might be very important so they might be they might make you rich or something like that you know these tiny specks of knowledge which usually no one except the few people have access to so it's like insider info something like that you know but besides that that knowledge for is only profitable or interesting because no one knows about it if everyone knew about it then it would lose all of its value you know as i see the Streisand effect the the knowledge that you're trying to hide just became more appealing because you tried to hide it and actually more valuable because now people think that oh no one knows this even though everyone knows about it because that's the Streisand effect but someone tried to hide it so it may be hidden somehow or there may be some other aspect of the the story that no one knows so you try to to find out about it I, I, I don't know why but i'm finding a weird parallel between that and conspiracy theory that's right? that's interesting yes i think so because people people um who indulge in conspiracy conspiracy theories look at a, a bit of information that is easily accessible and think oh my god everybody's sleeping on this and for some reason, they find like-minded individuals who talk about it in the same way, who think the same way they do, and they think they know the secrets that some some of the most powerful people in the world don't actually know, and so they f f fall into this hole of insanity that is conspiracy theory. And you went on the spiral there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I believe. I did a moment. Yeah, I believe it's uh, it's a bit. It you touched on it. It's uh, it's artificial scarcity. They faked scarcity. By trying to... Prohibition does this a lot. You just make it as something that you was common before. Now is not. Yeah. So, people... It makes it more desirable. Yeah. So, to relating to prohibition, do you think... like So, it's the same thing, right? This So, in the Streisand effect, it's not um, an actual... So, it's information. It's, it's, not, it's not an actual object like alcohol, like we talked earlier. But it's the same. It's kind of the same effect. People start pursuing it because it's, it's hidden, scary. or exactly. Even if it's not, yeah. just yeah. Oh, it's the idea. Oh, people are trying to hide it. Yeah. I'm not meant to have this. Guys, I, I want it. Yeah, uh, the simple fact that it's scarce and with prohibition, it also adds the fact that it was dangerous to acquire, and all that adds to the. There's an extra now acquiring the alcohol. Is exciting, not only drinking it. It's like a risk. On the it's like a risk that you are rewarded for when you take it, right? Yeah. So you're you're risking something in order to get that alcohol, and when you finally get it, you're it's a reward. Yeah, and and the simple fact that you did something you're not supposed to and survive, let's say yeah, this yeah. way, and it's got away with it. It's a thrill. Your body gives you a jolt of of, of pleasure, let's say this way. It makes you feel real good. Because you got away. Yeah, because you're the boss. You just smuggle alcohol. Yeah, man. 
against the man, against the system. That's Sorry. that's this is this is a, a very interesting topic actually. So relating to to censorship, then do you think that the government? So le, we were just talking about how people, how the governments are trying to control a bit more what people say in terms of ban maybe banning some words, stuff like that. Do you think those words will become more powerful because they're banned? I, I believe they become more... People will want to use them more... Out of uh, irreverence, right? Yeah. Oh, I can't use it? That's exactly why I'm going to use it. It's, right? it's the same... W it's not prohibited with swear words, but they have a... Yeah, but, but swear words are... like, And that's something. Your, your parents and mine, probably, uh, thought you not to swear. Yeah. Yeah. Not mine. <laughs> well, the, the I was taught to swear in particular situations. I was I, I sweared the most when I was when I felt that my parents also had the most control over me. So in the um, teenage years, where you feel like you're trying to escape. Oh, it was a rebellious thing, right? Kind of right. Yeah. So oh, I can say, but it's only when I'm with them, you know. And so I can say all the swear words I want. As long as I'm not, as I'm not under the con yes. direct control. It felt right. like freeing yeah, or something. It's stupid because it's just words. But yeah, but you're words. getting away with it again. And and then again, it's deterrence. Yeah, it, it does not work because you're nobody's there to punish you. Let's say it this way. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, no one there to stop you. So I, I believe it's all... Uh, and swear words, it's, when you're an adult, it's not as big of a thing. But when you're a kid in a classroom, someone says a swear word. It's <laughs> like that's a big quack. That's a big, yeah, that's a huge quack. But forget about the quacks. Yeah, but that's that's a big thing. Like uh, the class will probably stop. So, uh, and that that kid is a legend from now on. So yeah, he's my hero. Yeah, he's your hero. He just swear in front of the teacher. Yeah, right. The the angel of the rebellion. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's uh, it's done with the bourgeoisie. Sorry. <laughs> but it's that is the that sort of and, and in the end the kid nothing bad will really happen to it. A slap on the wrist. Maybe. Yeah. At at best. Like and it's for the good that nothing happens to the kid for swearing, I think. Yeah. But but you know it's a how this an enticing enticing. An enticing idea of getting away with something. Yeah. We have, it's, um, it's kind of disconcerting, by the way. The, it's concerning, sorry. The way that humans try to break the law and get away with it, you know. We try people, to be, people like to, to, to go through loopholes because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the fascination of, I can get away with it. Yeah, that, that's, when, you know, that's what I was saying before. The law is not morality, and that's when morality steps in. Uh, yeah. Just because you can, should you? Is I think everyone has heard this before, right? Like, just because you could do this, is it right to do it anyway? So I believe that's where prohibition mainly fails, in my opinion. Is that when people make this question of, I could do this, but should I? And they come up with, yeah, why not? And that's with what happened with alcohol and w what happens with weed most of the times is, I know what I'm doing, so... So, 
how about we move to a heavier topic, right? Let's talk about abortion, because three, three dudes are clearly the right people to be discussing this. Yeah, but we're going to be t talking about abortion in specifically in how some people think it's a good idea to stop people from having abortions. Yeah, so it's actually being discussed in European Parliament, abortion. Heavily. Heavily, right now. Uh, one day ago, actually, at the moment of... At the moment of this recording. Yeah, this recording. There was a, a debate that sparked division in the Parliament about abortion. So what's, what are your thoughts on abortion? And well, first of all, it's an extremely divisive argument. In Portugal, it's uh, legal only by 51 to 49 percent in the sense when they made the yeah, so yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really close. Most of most of those decisive things are like that in Portugal. Yeah. I think the euthanasia was, was very similar. Yeah. Yeah, but so but, but in Portugal they put it to a vote for the population. So that's why I'm saying it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was quite big that it was so close. But it, yeah, well, I can't really say much because I'll never have a baby well, from my physically yeah, yeah from it will never come from my body yeah. uh, so it's a very specific topic but I mean we, we can we can all agree that it looks I mean just the the fact of having a baby like excluding the body uh, function having a baby is is, is an it can be a nightmare it's it's an undertaking you know it's uh, it's for a lot of time in your life you're dedicating your not you're not free time to uh, to a child. Yeah, your existence. Yeah, someone now. depends on you now. It's yeah, no, obviously. But but my point of view, from a practical standpoint, not a personal one, is like we said, if you forbid people from doing something and you know they're gonna do it anyway, which I don't think a lot of people consider. Yeah. People, if pe people are gonna do it, they're gonna not they're not going to do it in a safe way. This is the thing. That's my main this is issue. The thing. Abortion was already done before it was legal. Yeah. yeah. It was... Women died of it. There's a reason why there's very poor jokes about using coat hangers, right? Yeah. That's, that comes from somewhere. As I see, it's risky. This is... what What's happening right now, it's very risky for a lot of women out there. I think I think people won't stop having abortions because it's illegal. They will just pay more. They won't have any a any sorts of safety. Yeah. It's gonna be risky, and they might end up dying, which is terrible. In my opinion, the best way to deal with abortion without making it illegal is uh, to have incentives to yeah. birth yeah. rates. Yeah. It's Fix a the socialist. It's a <laughs> <laughs> but it's the best way because then the if you can make the financial problem not a problem. At least, yeah, at least. Because it's a problem in everything else. Then, you, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to tell you, like, a woman knows what she's doing yeah, when yeah. she's doing an abortion. Yeah. Yeah. If you take away the financial problem, many of them may, might choose to keep the baby because they know they'll not be on the street now because they have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Which they can't give nothing to because... Yeah, yeah. So, that's my main argument is that if the state could at least, at least, guarantee financial stability to 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 a mom, yeah, uh, abortions would would drop for sure. Yeah. For sure, there is the um, the counter argument to that, which is like women that have like ten kids and don't have the money for it, but still have those ten kids. How would uh, the government 
I don't think that's an abortion problem. It's I think that's an, an problem. I think I that's an edu- that yeah, yeah okay. that's an education like, problem, yeah, a sexual education that. problem, and a public health problem, right? Okay, I'm a socialist, so you know my answer. <laughs> you know my answer. I don't. I believe it's the responsibility of the government to yeah. guarantee life. Yeah. So pay the woman. Pay the money. No, you can swear. Swear. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but pay the fucking money. <laughs> Just yeah. another question. I'm guaranteeing if she has 10 kids, she's not doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, pay the money. You spend money as a government in much more stupid things. Yeah. So, it, it's, it's, it's boggling, right? Because if you, if you take that subject and talk about sex ed, right? For some reason, people don't want to touch on that. They're too scared. It's a taboo. But if you know the kids are going to ha- be having sex... They right? will. Eventually they, they will. will. At least will. you want you want to ensure. I hope you, uh, they will. <laughs> I mean, if you know, like kids at sixteen and four, and sometimes even younger, which is, if you know they're gonna do it, yeah. at least make sure they're doing it safely. Uh, yeah, safely, and they know the consequences of. Yeah, yeah they everything. need to be aware they, they because need to know everything. And we're not talking about just STDs. We're yeah, talking. Yeah. We're talking about uh, teenage pregnancy, yeah. which is a problem, right? Because suddenly you have a somewhat large. Uh, you have a kid with another, another kid. Yeah, it's yeah. financial. Financial insecurity leads to uh, less productivity for the people, and emotionally, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. and it, it leads to a poor education in general. Yeah. So the kid won't be, you know, won't be. The, this is this creates a lot of problems the for, for the kid gonna... and the parent. The, the kid parents, won't be yeah. like the won't grow with all the necessary things he needs to to be healthy and educated and everything. Yeah. The the young parent will have to abdicate of a few things in life, pr- primarily a job opportunities, education, and the child yeah. will most likely suffer from that as well. Less opportunities for them. Yeah. And talking specifically about prohibition and abortion, I believe that the uh, the main thing is, and we've touched on this throughout the podcast, that you can't make a law that is not culturally yeah. uh, accepted. Yeah. Right, right. Th- that's the problem with the alcohol, that's the problem with uh, weed, it's the problem with everything. If the culture you're in does not believe morally in that law... I have something to say about the weed, though. Yeah. The, I, I stated that weed was accepted uh, amongst university students. But amongst the the older generations, it's like the devil's plant. The devil's leaf, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, but yeah. this is awful to say, they'll die first, usually. <laughs> and then, no, what I'm saying is that if the college students now accept it, yeah. Yeah. their kids will probably accept it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what I'm saying is that you're going to rotate into yeah, a yeah. time when most of the population accepts maybe, it. Maybe, probably, or not. Yeah, pro- what, what we yeah, see yeah. from... Yeah, our yeah, position yeah. right now, what seems expected. Probably, yeah. Yeah. It's probably that's the future. W- yes. So, that's w- what we're saying. So, uh, and with abortion, is it is it so divisive that I believe it's not, you can't prohibit. Yeah. There's limitations like uh, 12 weeks. Yeah, yeah, those, but those, those make sense. Come on. So, and, and then suddenly we're talking point, about... At some point it's just, it's, it's the moral it's ambiguity a- of being murdered or not. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah. it's ideological now, yeah. right? That, and that's, I mean, that's an, another discussion, but... Some people say it's murder from, yeah, from yeah, the very the beginning. Yeah, but the thing is, it's, I, according to Portuguese law, right now I agree with it, how yeah. it's, it's, I think it's very reasonable, and it, it gives, uh, it both gives time to, to the, 
future mother or not to decide. And it has, it's before the neurological system of the baby starts developing. So it's, it's very reasonable. I think it's very reasonable. And it's, I, I think most men mainly need to hear that it's not an easy, even if the, the woman, uh, doesn't have any means to take care of the child, it's not an easy decision to, um, to make an abortion. I've seen, yeah, I've seen people having to go through this decision and it's, uh, it's horrible. It's horrible for the mum. It's horrible for the, the doctors that work with it. They work with it as something that they do as, you know, they don't like it. They don't like doing it. They know it's for the best, but they don't like doing it. So uh, I think people should consider better that people are not the, oh, I'm going to, to have sex and then abort. Yeah. I mean, I, I imagine that it happens, but not as frequently oh, as people no, would like to believe. No, and abortion is still, still isn't cheap. It's, it's not cheap. The state helps, but it's not cheap. It's not something that you just go and you do. And I think people usually forget how psychologically traumatic it is. Yeah, yeah, it has traumatizing side effects. Because for the woman, it's actually like if the, the, the child died. Yeah. It's literally as you have. So there is a, a depressive state when a woman has a natural abortion. That also happens when you have... A miscarriage, right? Yes, yeah, when you have a miscarriage. There is a natural depression that the woman has for some time. You will, she will suffer from that from abortion. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe in the end it touches down on if the government is not doing everything it can to support. Yeah. 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 Uh, support them financially, which is yeah, the at least, least, at least, at least, it's the least. If they're not doing that, even then, how can you talk about outlawing abortion? Yeah. If you're not willing to guarantee the life of the child once. It's out of the womb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah. And now that we're nearing the end of the podcast, I would like to go back to another historical example, just because it's. I think it's a fun one. Let's talk about Japan for a second. Everybody knows that Japan is like your weird uncle, right? <laughs> Who knows, <laughs> you know, is into uh, some weird shit. Uh, uh, they're, they're into some cool shit, but, you know, eh, it's... It's a thing. What I'm trying to say is, sexually speaking, from that standpoint, Japan is weird, yeah. right? And it's some some people get uncomfortable about this, but it's 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 a fact. But it there's at least for us Westerners, it's weird. Yeah, for yeah our there, there's there, there is a cultural divide yeah. there, but it's not the only reason why this 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 exists. But there is connections to a level of prohibition on everything uh, that is sexual content, yeah. right? And I have a few notes on this because this is a bit complicated. <laughs> yeah. I know the story. I know half the story, I think. I kind of think it's tragic in a, in it a way. Is, it is very tragic. It's very tragic, I think. Because there's a, a time in Japanese history called the Edo period. I think, I think that's how you pronounce it. Apologies, any Japanese viewers, listeners. Oh, God. All right. The Edo period is essentially... It's around the time of the Sengoku Jidai, which is essentially the, the period of the Warring States. And... Around this time, the Tokugawa clan, I think I'm pronouncing this right, was essentially in charge of Japan. There was a level of censorship when it, comes, when it came to sexual content, so literature and art. But, for example, it wasn't restricted. There were pleasure uh, districts, there were co courtesans, both male and female, and their companionship was highly valued from a societal standpoint. They were confidants. And they weren't just sex workers. They were also often musicians, singers. And they were, they were just 
good company. And from for the time, right, from the time period, from a Westerner standpoint, it's interesting to, to see this sexual freedom. However, after this, I think came the, the Meiji period, which essentially came with the, uh, around World War II. I'm pretty sure. No, it came, it came before that. So in 1868, the Meiji Re Restoration essentially introduced a stricter censorship system. Uh, while the Edo essentially weren't against sex, they tried to restrict it. The, the Edo, in the Edo period, there was somewhat of a ban in selling and trading as art depicting sex. With the Meiji Restoration, these art forms were allowed to circulate, because uh, it was a cultural thing, but this conversation re regarding sex quickly became very taboo, and eventually, and this is the tragic part, with influence from the West, after World War II, came this ideology of family values, of the quote-unquote good wives, and there was this essentially sexual restriction, right? And it's, that's what I mean by tragic, because in the past, Japan was, from what I understand as a foreigner, there was a, a lot more sexually uh, free. And now there is, now th I think there's a difference nowadays, but in, back in the Meiji period, there was a, you know, a regression, so, so to speak. But this idea that we have that Japan has weird fetishes comes from the idea that they were restricted from it, right? So if you can't enjoy, let's say, a painting that shows sexual conduct, or as the Meiji period puts it, indecent displays, you would find ways to make art that represents those things without looking like it. And I'm gonna say this, very well aware of what I'm saying, I'm gonna say the word tentacle, and then I'm gonna say the word porn, <laughs> you can make the connection. <laughs> You made the connection. I'm gonna. Before. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm gonna. I'm gonna summarize the story, like, yeah. real yeah, quick. Yeah, go here. ahead. No, it's a lot. Real quick here. So essentially, what happened was, Japan, a very free, sexually speaking, land, and then, before World War Two, Westerners. So when they start making contact with the West, they begin to follow our laws. It's in some it's not our laws. It's more of our, our culture, they are influenced by our culture. But the thing is, they enforce our culture even further than we do. So we have nude paintings from, I think, from all ages. Ages? Yeah. <laughs> no, all, from, all from historical all... periods yeah, yeah, yeah. have a, a level of yeah. uh, sexual representation. Yeah. And, in then, art. and then there's Japan, which literally, uh, uh, like, after that, in that period, and not, even now, it's still very restricted. Like, even pornography. Yeah, pornography is heavily... It's censored. illegal. It's illegal to sell pornography. And, and pornography that exists is censored. Like, yeah. the, the pornography is censored. The censorship is a way... That, and this is the ridiculous part, right? Because they consider that pixelating genitals yeah. is no, no, no longer makes that content indecent. Yeah, for some reason. Uh, and I, I think that's how, at least in Japan, softcore porn appeared. Because you don't see anything. Just see naked people with you don't really see their genitals, That's, right? It's it's odd. It's very odd. And the thing is, right? I've I've seen, and this is about art in general. I've seen naked bodies that were not sexual. Yeah. A lot of them. Like you can make. Like <laughs> uh, no, but I, I mean. No, no, no. I'm thinking of Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm like so. I'm. I like seeing. I like a lot of art. You know, I consume a lot of art. And I've seen a lot of paintings and pictures and stuff, a lot of 
that that exposes nudity. Yeah, nudity isn't a decent, right? It's and, in- and it's not inherently sexual. It's something that uh, your body is not inherently so. It's not all about sex. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So right, it's like you're making. So uh, I have a part of my body that is indecent or something like that. No, it's one. I was born with it. One that's really reductive, right? Just. You mean, right, so there's beauty in all of my body, but this area in general, yeah. un- alright, sure. Between my legs, <laughs> specifically. Good God. Talking a bit about the history, I've also uh, found stuff that uh, it went a little bit in hand with uh, uh, Japanese culture in general, post-war Japanese culture, which was one of uh, modernization and rebuilding, rapid modernization. And oh, the, the, the miracle, right? So that was yeah in the beginning when they opened up the first time but after the second world world war they need to rebuild and uh, Japan uh, has a very strict school system and transition to work so and the work culture is incredibly strict so as well so you're expected to slave away at work like waste your time at work and you're expected to do that from School. You're expected to, from school, work yourself to the bone so that you can get into a better high school, so that you can get into a good university, so that you can get a good job. And it's very direct. It's very linked. I, for one, wouldn't survive in an environment like that. Or it was for very... Me neither. So, uh, what it created was a very uh, strict society in general. And so escapism becomes essential and you're prohibited of most escapism and then escapism becomes even more weird or more more weird you mean problematic because there's a lot of sexual assault in japan right and there's a lot of porn that either borderlines on uh, well i'm gonna say the r word rape yeah yeah or straight up depicts it and it's disgusting or it's very weird because as you can de- like as you can have genitalia they just depict it with something else oh you mean tentacles for example i don't yeah. want to say to talk about no, i'm gonna say it again then you don't need it just it's a tentacle a banana. Stop. No, I, <laughs> all right all right uh no yeah but it's it's a complex cultural thing what i'm trying to say it's not only the prohibition of no, they're, they're, it's very complex. It's not only the prohibition yeah. of sexual content that has generated this. Yeah, yeah. It's a much more complex... But but it is a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, but, a part it's generally it. about prohibition, if you think about it. Being strict, you know? Yeah, Yeah, but it's not illegal. Yeah. Porn is. Yeah, what I'm saying... <laughs> no, no, I get you, I get you. What I'm saying is that it's a kind of pressure that's inherent. It's not yeah. explicit. But God. I think I think we can conclude that prohibition is a tool, right? There's a time and place to use it, yeah. and a good way to use yeah. it. It it needs to. I believe it goes back to it needs to be in line with the culture you're in. Yeah. If the culture believes it's morally correct, like you're, we're all prohibited from killing. So are we though? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh right. Sorry. Uh, th- Never mind th- me. Therefore, therefore, you're saying that if the the government would want to prohibit something. Maybe it should start by the education system, right? Trying to change the culture around it. 
of course, you know, uh, if you want to prohibit something, but then you were becoming very cynical here. Yeah, yeah. Can the gov how is the government manipulating your point of view through the school system? Yeah. Is that well, we're not going? in Portugal, given our educational system. <laughs> it's very normal, you know. It's not. No, it isn't. That's a topic for another day. Let's continue. Yeah, but what I, what I'm saying is that. Yeah. Yeah, of course, public schools are. Yeah, you know. What they are. Yeah, <laughs> could but, you but the media is a better tool if you want to mass control. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's being cynical now? <laughs> no, no, it, I'm here. I'm being more realistic. Yeah, honestly. I believe so, but it's me, so... Uh, but what I'm saying is that, yeah, if you, if the point of view of your population doesn't change, you, you can't prohibit something. Because they'll not go with it. Yeah, they, they just don't, they, they won't care. You, I mean, you can make every paper in the world say that it is prohibited to do something, but if people keep doing it, then the papers are it's, worthless. It's generally better to regulate tax. Right, because if you, if you make uh, reasonably large taxes around something, people are going to be dissuaded from it. Maybe. I don't Probably. know how well it worked with tobacco. Yeah, but th that's... We're talking... All right, listen. We're talking about vices here, which is obviously changes the thing. But, you know, if you make people pay a, li a little bit more, eh, people might, you know, tur turn their noses. I think that's a good conclusion, yeah? Leaving people hanging there thinking about... Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a heavy one, but that was fun. With that said, we have reached the end of this month's episode. It's been a fun one. It has to end at some point. You can follow us on Twitter at The Rambling Book, and you can follow us on Instagram on at The Book of Ramblings. These are the best places to follow our things, so keep an eye out. And next month's episode, we will be discussing COVID and pandemics. So check our things, follow us on whatever you find podcasts. That's the best way to keep up to date. So, we hope you enjoyed it, and uh, I, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.